in God's house. Well, who's ready to jump into some word? Can you handle this? Uh, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew, that was very, very low response in that. Matthew chapter 3. Amen. First time guests, we hope we haven't scared you too bad. We just love Jesus. Learning a little bit more and more about how much he loves us. And so that just does something to you. It really does. When you understand his love, his grace for you, it just does something to you. So uh, that's, that's what happens. So Matthew chapter 3, one verse, verse 11, and this was our uh, foundational text for last week's message. This is part two of our series uh, in, the, in, the, in the DNA series we're teaching right now. And uh, so um, it's uh, on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? It's been good teaching, good word, and God's showing it and doing it, and, and we're loving it. So uh, verse 11 says this. It says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Speaking of Jesus, him coming, and uh, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So um, that's good. That's good. Can we pray? Whew, God, you're, you're just way too good to us, and we love you, and we thank you for that. We thank you for what you're doing in this church, for the lives that are being changed, for what we're continuing to celebrate during this season and every season that you are alive you are a real God who's alive, who hears us as we make our praises known to you and make our petitions known to you, God. And I just pray that today, Holy Spirit, will be evidence in this room, God. I pray that today, God, it won't be my words. Lord, I pray that you'll come in power, demonstration, as your word said, God, of the Holy Spirit. And I pray today you'll change lives. I pray that you'll show us the importance of this walk in our life, this operating in our life, this work being uh, made manifest in us. And God, we just thank you once again for who you are. Thank you for every person who may be here for the first time or who may be a faithful member of this church weekly. God, I just declare blessing over them today, favor of God over their life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Right, we're, we're in this DNA series, been here for about eight weeks, nine weeks now, as we've been looking at the core values of our church and what we believe. And I was trying to think of a way just to kind of just kind of summarize all what's been said. There's been a lot said, and, and you can go back and hear these messages online. But I just to kind of summarize it this way. We believe the whole Bible. So I just, uh, just kind of, we kind of went that route with it. I figured that'd be the easiest way to go. We just believe the whole Bible. Uh, there's some folks who want to take this part and say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do that. And, and some people say, I really don't like that part. I love this part, so we're going to do that. And so we're trying to do this. It's difficult, and, but we're going to try to do this. We're going to try to walk in this word, live this book out, do what it says to do, not take some out and take some in, but just, just read the book, see what it says, and look at that. And so I'm just excited because there's a lot of things in that book that we need that some people don't talk about. There's some things that people don't discuss, don't learn, not open to, and as a result, man, they live weak lives. They live lives that are way below what God's intended for them. They live way below the things that God has placed at their disposal and there for them, and they never tap into those things because of maybe lack of teaching, no teaching, wrong teaching, whatever it is. And I'm not saying we have it all right, but we do this. We try to go to that book and live it out. So that's our goal. That's what we try to do as a church. Uh, even, as, uh, even as pastors, what do we do? Even the five-fold ministry gifts that operate in our church, this according to Ephesians 4.12 is what we're supposed to be doing as, as the leaders of this church. We're here to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, so my goal is, is, is this. This is my job description. This is what God's called me to do. If I'm not doing this, I'm failing. It's not to get you happy on Sunday. <clears throat> Don't see that in Ephesians 12. If you get happy along the way, I'll get happy with you. You know me, if you've been around me, I just I, I don't mind getting happy. I have a good time. I love worshiping Jesus. But that's not the goal of the church. That's not our, our, our responsibility just to get you happy. I, again, I believe if you get this word in you, you're going to be happy. I'm telling you, it's hard to understand more about the love of God, the grace of God, power of the Holy Spirit, and not love God more, and not be changed, and not be happy. But my goal is this, my calling is this, to equip you for the work of the ministry. Oh, now hold on now. Y'all quiet for a, for a church that's supposed to be believing some of these things we're talking about. I, I, now, listen. Now, that's a different mindset. Uh, you know, we can look at some of these things. So, well, the pastor's supposed to do the work of the ministry. And I'll tell you, I'll jump in there and I'll, I'll work to do the work of the ministry to the best of y'all. 
I ain't scared. Amen. I'm not afeard. In no way. I, I, but, but if all I do is that and I'm trying to learn to do, do the things that God's called me to do. And, and again, just, there's some things I just, I just will do because I see it needs to be done. But my goal is and my calling is to equip you. That's what I'm supposed to do. It's, it's what God's put me on this place to do. It's why this church is here, to equip you. And I believe this. I really do. As your pastors, I stand before you today. I, I believe today what we're teaching. I don't think there is any way for you to be better equipped to do the work of the ministry than to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I feel that so strong. As I look at the scripture, and when you see the work of the ministry unfolding, when you see the things that were done, what, what Christ did on this earth, what the apostles, the disciples, all these people did, they did this through the work of the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, I believe my job is to, again, to equip you to do this. So last week, we, we, we opened up this first part of this teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we taught, first of all, just the fact that it is a reality. It's the real deal. And um, we went through scripture, verse after, man, man, a lot of Bible. I went back to our, to our AV team and handed them that paper last week, and they were like, oh, my goodness, you know, because they have to put these scriptures in. And so, man, just a lot of word that's out there that backs up what we're saying, the reality of the Holy Spirit, that he wants this. He wants us to be continually filled with this. It's not just something that happens just one time in our life. It's not just something we just do and celebrate happening years ago as a kid, but we continually say, God, just continue to fill me. Because the reason we're supposed to be filled is because we're pouring things out. Amen. See, that's the work of the ministry. If you're doing the work of the ministry, you're being emptied out of the things that have been put in you. So this word that comes in you, you go and release that into your workplace, into your home. You go and release these things into the, to the school system, young people, and, and you begin to use this word, and you do these. And, the, and as you do that, the Spirit of God flows out of you. And so he wants you to do this. He wants a continual cycle happening in your life where you continue just to come up underneath him and say, God, just continue to fill me again. Do your thing, Jesus. Just, just keep pouring this into my life. I need this. I want this in my life. So again, we believe as a church, this series on the core values and beliefs, doctrines of our church, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can read online what exactly all that says there, but and we talked about that last week. But as we continue this, just realize that the Holy Spirit has, is at work in so many different ways in us. There's so many different ways. Just some of the words and, that, that you look at as you read the scriptures. He's a comforter. He's a counselor. I mean, it's one thing to get counsel from your pastor and get godly counsel, and I will try to help you and, and try to do that. I always tell people I'm not a counselor. I'm a, just a man of God who loves you. He's going to try to help you, and I'll try to do that. But the Holy Spirit really is a counselor. He's licensed. He's certified. He'll, he'll, he will tell you the truth. He'll tell you what's up, and he'll be this. And the Bible calls him a helper. And so as I was thinking about this, I began to think about what is just really just, I don't know, maybe just a practical way I can, I can kind of connect this to us and our thinking in this modern society and what we do. And so I, I begin to think about, you know, like a GPS system. Who raise your hand if you've got GPS? Raise your hand up. Okay, y'all a bunch of rich folk in this month. That's good. That's good. I don't have one yet. You know, I'm tired, man. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't reached. I probably should. I probably would have saved a lot of gas over the years if I just went ahead and just got one and done that. I haven't done that yet. But I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a technology guy. I love this. I try to really be a part of that. But I'm also, at the same time, don't like to just waste money. So I'm very just, you know, again, I'm a good steward. That's what I like to call it. Good steward of what God's given me. So I haven't purchased one yet, but I was thinking the other day is this. I've done this. I, on my phone, I'm, I've got, uh, I got one of these, you know, cool phones. Um, not iPhone. I'm not there yet, but I'm on my BlackBerry. Um, I, you can get free apps. Hey, free apps cool, man. Don't y'all love free app? Free stuff's good. I, I downloaded the other day an app called Endomondo. Anybody familiar with Endomondo? Okay, if you're, if you're into exercise, you need to download Endomondo. On this app, this is a real cool app that you can download. It is free. There's a free version and a paid version. Paid version is like $3.99. Pay no $3.99 for no app. Man, what's wrong with them? I got a free one. So I, I got the free one, man. And, and so, but with the free one, it's cool. So I've got this app, and I, I begin to think about this app. I use it for the first time the other day. What you do is you go in, you create a username, password, you create this account, you have this name set up, and now you have Endomondo with you all the time. And so this is what you do is it operates, this is cool, technology, like a, it is a GPS on my phone. So this is how this works. 
on your phone, when you, you type in whatever it is, you know, activity that you're going to be doing, running. So I'm going to run, and I'm going to do this, and I hit start on this app. And this is what this does. Through GPS system. This is amazing, man. Out there is satellite, man. There's this, there's this satellite that's searching, and then it finds my phone, and then it does this. As I run, this is tracking me. And so as I'm running, I'm, I'm looking down. It's telling me how far I'm going. You know, man, that's pretty cool. It's, you, you look at it, and it tells you your rate, your speed, and all this kind of stuff. And, 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 it, and it's, just, it's just really a cool thing. I didn't realize this had this until I was out running the other day. I was, I was, I was jogging, doing my thing. And, and as I was running, now I know more about it. But on here, this has a voice coach. So I'm, I'm running, I'm doing my thing, man, I'm running. All of a sudden, this woman says, 3.2 kilometers, keep going. I was like, hold on now. You know, I was like, man, hold on. And so I was like, wow. And so I, I began to realize this thing is, it encourages you along the way. It tells you this. It says, you know, last lap. 6.2 minutes, whatever. And then it's, I mean, it, so it's telling you, it's encouraging you. And I said, man, this is amazing. You get done and what this is, you hit stop. It has tracked your, your route that you've ran and it shows you on a GPS map. I mean, a lot past, it's been out for like years now, you know. But for me, this is cool, man. You know, so it actually shows you on a map how far you ran, what track you ran, and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, man, that is awesome. And I begin to think about this. It's a lot like the Holy Spirit. It really is. As you think about this, as you're on this journey that you're on, you have something inside of you that's telling you, keep going. Still stand. Don't stop saying, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop believing. <laughs> I don't want that just come out. I mean, don't stop this, don't quit, don't stop running, don't keep moving, don't, don't stop this. You keep pressing in, you keep moving towards this. And I was like, man, that is so cool, that is awesome. You can do this, you can actually go in, create a route. This is the route that I'm supposed to take, and on this route, this voice coach tells you, you need to take a right. I know it's been around for a while, man, but this is new to me. You know, I don't have one of them little things on my dash. You know, but I mean, so it's just cool. The Holy Spirit's like that. He, he, he's wanting me to go over here, and, I, and if I go this direction, he said, hold up. You need to go this way. He, he, he does this for us. He says, you don't need to do this. You, you need to do this. Along the way, he's encouraging you in this journey. Along the way, he's saying, you can do this. You can make this. When you get off track, he kind of brings you back in. This is a big deal. For me, at 12 years of age, now listen, I went down to an altar. I was baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. He came on my life, and I believe that day my life was completely radically changed because of the Holy Spirit coming on me, coming in me, and being baptized in this gift. Because this is what I faced. Shortly after I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, here this young people, in seventh grade, I'm walking to school, and I and, and didn't ride the bus. I went, you know, tangled, whoop. You know, that was my, my play. You know, I went about a mile or so from the school, so I walked to school, back home, that kind of stuff. And I would link up with different people along the way, friends of mine from school. And it was just amazing to me. It was just shortly after I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that this is what some of the things that began to be ha happen to me. I was in seventh grade, 12 years old. I'm walking to school with people who are friends of me at mine that I sit in class with and, and hang out with and play ball with. And as we're walking down the road to the school, they get out and they start firing up joints. Seventh grade. And as we're walking down the road, they're firing them up. I mean, I'm like, dude, if y'all lost y'all's mind, man. You're nuts. And, and I mean, literally, it would just, they would begin to burn them down. You know, and then they would do this. This is, this is what was happening. Here you go, dude. You got to talk like that when you do that for some reason. You know, here you go, dude. <laughs> but, hey, here you go. And I was like, ah, oh, dude, you're an idiot. Amen. Seriously. 
You're an idiot. You're stupid. You, you have no sense. And so I just made it just, none of that to me made sense. I, I, it just, and I was like, man, what's going on? And as I saw this, maybe it's just life, and I know we deal with stuff. But as I graduated, I went into high school. And man, it was just seemed like all around me, everywhere you looked, there was people doing their thing, man. Just living their life their, their way. I'm like, wait a minute, what's the deal? Why is there something that's a part of my life right now who's telling me not to go that way and these jokers are just running down that road? Why is it that maybe they don't have this and, and why is it they can just do this and this and all this kind of jump parties was going on? I remember we had the powder puff game, man. Y'all remember y'all have powder puff games? Y'all think you still have that? You know, powder puff, man. I was powder puff, was it queen or king, man? Is it queen? I need to rethink that, man. I was the man, man. I look, I look, I wore Angel's outfit, man. I wore her skirt, her cheerleading costume, kind of scary back in the day. We dated back then, too. And so, and so, but man, all these jokers did this. All them guys who was in the powder puff court or whatever, man, who was going to be the cheerleaders of this game, they all go get drunk. They get stupid. And, they, and, and again, I'm faced with this. All these guys are around me, these Cool guys supposed to be happening and supposed to know their thing. They, oh, ladies and guys, man. Hey, tell you, you're going to come with us. I said, you're an idiot. I'm not thinking back. And as I went on and, and graduated high school and, and, and went on the fire department and, and I worked there, I, this is what happened. Guys would get off from the shifts and, and they would go hit the clubs and, and they would go hit the bars and, and they would go and they would waste money. Again, maybe it's just a good steward in me. And I was like, man, you going to put your money there? You're an idiot. And they would say, you want to go? And I said, no, dude, I don't. I'm like, man, what is that? What, what, how is that? Guys, you need to understand this early age. Older folks, we need to understand this now in life. How important this is. The Holy Spirit is this God for us. He's, he's so much more than sometimes what we have maybe fearful of him and, and don't want to have this relationship because something somebody said about the Holy Spirit. and, and we, Well, uh, somebody said that this is what happens. Well, that, you know, again, we don't always know what's going to happen. We've experienced that in this church. Holy Spirit just shows up. He does things. He affects people different ways. And I'm okay with that if it's God. That's what it has to be. But as I was thinking back, so many times the Holy Spirit has directed my life. And, I'm gonna, and I will say this, because here's the truth. I'm an idiot, too. No amens. Thank you. Y'all was very good there. I thank you for your quietness and no clapping and, and no nothing. Just Shut it. Just, I mean, thank you so much for that. But I am. I really, we are. We, are. We're, we, we walk around and we live in flesh and we, we live and we breathe and we, and we suck this oxygen out and we, and we, we just do this like, and we're idiots. Encouraging word, man. Don't just take that and tweet just that part or whatever. You'll, you'll miss the whole thing. But we are. And, but, and this is why. Because we have this flesh, and so it's so important that we learn to do this. Operate in the spirit. I don't want that, that to be like some kind of spooky, supernatural thing to kind of freak you out, but it is. It's a cool thing. And we can do this. We need this. We looked last week at the life of Jesus, how he didn't, he would not begin his ministry. Jesus. The, the man, Jesus, would not start the work of the ministry until he was out there getting baptized in the water and the Holy Spirit coming down and coming in and just literally overshadowing his life, sitting on top of him. And the Spirit of God, literally God spoke out and said, this is my son, I'm well pleased. And then it says that he went out and he began this. And we looked at this last week. He went into town in the power of the Holy Spirit doing the work. He steps up in front of everybody and says that today the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He is the Lord, but the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. He's showing us we need this. He said, he's upon me. Luke 4, 18, 19. He said, he's anointed me. You know, we, we need the anointing in our life. We need the Holy Spirit rubbed on us, smeared on us. If you look at that word, that's what that is, just totally coming over you. And he said to do this. He said, to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recover his sight to the blind, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He said all these things that he's doing now because of the power of the Holy Spirit operating in his life. 
So here, we got to see, this is a big thing. We talked about Peter last week. Peter was a little scared little girl is what he was. He couldn't even just stand up in front of a servant girl in front of a little fire that he was warming himself by. He could not be bold for Christ because he was operating in his own strength. A, A little girl and could not do that. And then we see his life radically change. I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, you just, and again, Peter was, he was a trip, man. He just done some interesting stuff, but his life just radically changed because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that came on his life, and then he finds himself being able to stand up in front of thousands and proclaim the year of the Lord, to preach the gospel to the poor. Who's the poor? Anybody who's, who's, who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, the power of God, has to have Jesus. Man, you're poor. You're poor as you're going to get. Really. I mean, you just, I don't care how much is in the bank account. I don't know how many, how many zeros beside the numbers. In the, you are broke, busted, disgusted without the, without the Lord in your life. And he's told us this. He said to preach the gospel. The gospel's good news. And so this is good news here, and he teaches this, and he preaches this, and we see that this life was radically changed because the power of the Holy Spirit coming on him. Now, I want you to watch what happens as you see this begin to unfold. Jesus said all these things that he's doing, the reason he's here, and sent us forth to do, preaching gospel, healing brokenhearted, proclaiming liberty, sight to the blind, miracles, all these things that we see, proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord. He tells us, he did it, showed us, and then now he does this. The disciples begin to take on that mold, and this is what's supposed to be happening today. The same thing. Hold on now. I don't... Well, I don't ever see anything like some of this. And I don't see that happening and whatever. And we just talked about a young man whose life was changed since he's been coming to this church. He's heard the gospel. He was poor. He had nothing. His life is as rich as he's ever going to get in God right now because he's received this gift. We are seeing those things. This is what's real cool is last week, uh, we, we, as we were receiving the Holy Spirit, we were praying and, and the Lord was doing his thing. Worship was going forth. We had someone that was just during time of worship, their family got together. Together and began to pray. Their body was just touched and healed, and God did a work in them just during that time. Y'all missed a good spot to go. Come on, somebody. Come on, put your hands again. That's the that's the best. Hold on. Well, man, really? How'd that happen? Power of the Holy Spirit. And and a lot of times we don't we don't see some of the stuff that God wants us to see that Jesus did, his disciples done, and now we're called to do because sometimes we just I don't think we believe it. But once you get the Holy Spirit operating in your life, you get baptized in this thing, man, things will change. You can stand up in front of your buddies and say, Well, dude, you're an idiot. I mean, I don't, I don't have to go this direction. I don't need this. Holy Spirit's doing this in my life. We can operate in these ways. I want you to look at what these guys did. Turn, take your Bible, turn to Acts. Acts chapter 3, I believe it is. Acts chapter 3. This is, this is awesome. This, this is awesome. As you turn there, hear this quote real quick. Smith Wigglesworth if, if you've ever heard anything about this dude, he operated in, like, he preached the gospel, did the work of the ministry back in the early 1900s, I mean, back in the day, man. And, and this guy, miracles, he saw it, miracles, he performed it through the Holy, Holy Spirit. Man, lives changed. The, the, they said the dead got up. They said just, it was just crazy. The hearts that were being turned to Jesus and, and salvations that would happen. And I, I want you to listen to what Smith Wigglesworth said. This is a quote that, that man, I tell you, as I, as I was studying and just getting ready for this message, I read this, and, man, this was just so cool. He said, enter into the promises of God. It is your inheritance. You will do more in one year if you are really filled with the Holy Ghost than you could do in 50 years apart from him. You hear that? Amen. Now, hold on. Now, again, it's one thing, you know, that, that Jesus 
disciples saying this. And then we have someone that, who, who in modern times and today you're still seeing some of these things performed and, and the Holy Spirit doing work in people's lives. And people who are part of his ministry believe this and were taught this and heard those types of things and who are today operating in that way. Look at what these guys did. In Acts chapter 3, now again, you got to remember, these guys fresh out of the move of God. I mean, remember the, remember the two fires, you know, we talked about last week. You could stand by a fire made by man and not be changed. But the fire of God came down and set on them, and their life was transformed because of it. In Acts chapter 3, these guys are, this is just cool. This is the same guy, Peter, who gets up in boldness, proclaimed the gospel. Now look at what he's operating in. He does this. Now Peter and John, verse 1, now Peter and John went up together to the temple, the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. So again, they're on their way into to worship, and they're on their way into church, and they're, they're, they're doing their duty, they're doing what they're supposed to do, operating in, in faith. They're walking in this place, and they see this guy who's come out and from his mother's womb had been in this place to where he was literally just paralyzed, could not walk, couldn't do these things, and he's sitting there, and he asked for money. I mean, a lot of times, again, we ask him for the wrong thing. You got to ask for the right thing. Some, sometimes we avoid the right thing because we're kind of scared of the right thing, and it may not be like we used to think it was going to be, and maybe this is a little bit challenging. I don't know about this. I'm not sure about this. Make sure you get the right thing because here's the deal. He was asking for the wrong thing because, again, he had been there for years doing that and was still there. He had been there for years doing this, been this way since his mother's womb. Daily he went there. So every day you get this guy coming out, sitting by the temple every day, and, and, and every day going through the motions, every day asking for the wrong thing, every day getting the wrong thing, every day going back for somebody, picking him back up, taking him back home. The next day picking him back up, taking him back out there, sitting him by the thing. And then this day he comes out there and he sits there and he begins to ask for alms once again. But here's the deal. These guys have been with Jesus. Amen. These disciples had, 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 been, had been baptized in the Holy Spirit with fire, with power. And, and, and this is what's cool. Who seen Peter in verse 3 and John about to go into the temple ask for alms. They're about to walk in the door and he sees them. Hold on. They fix his eyes on them. He looks at them. He looks and he, he, he says, hold on. Hold on. Verse 5 says, Verse 4 said, fixing his eyes on him with, uh, with John, Peter said, look at us. Hold on now. You got to think for just one moment about this. Now, he's saying, look at me. Look at my condition. Look where I'm at. Look, look, what I, look what I have need of. Look at my situation. Look how poor me. Look what I need. Look, what, look where I'm at. And, and, and Peter said, hold on. Look at us. You ain't got nothing we need. We got something you need. And, and guys, we got to hear this. We, we have, if, you're, if the Holy Spirit is operating, you have what somebody needs. And some of you are looking for the world to get your answer. world ain't got what you need. world does not have what you need. They don't have what you're looking for. And, and, and he says this. He said, look at us. And so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Can you imagine the, maybe just that little brief moment of joy he had? Oh, man, they said, look at me. They're getting ready to hook me up. They're getting ready. I'm getting ready to have lunch. I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to get what I need, man. I'm going to have supper. I mean, I might even have enough for breakfast the next day, man. I'm, can you see the excitement in his eyes? He looks up, and, and then he gave his attention to them, expected to receive something. Peter said this, silver and gold I do not have. <laughs> you know, dude, if he could have got up, he'd have got up, man, and, and just been ready to throw some nuts. Man, don't you tell me look at you, and then you tell me you ain't got what I need. Knock you, Jack Slap. Look at us. Look at us. He's looking at us. And then so he gave attention, spent and received some silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. What I have, I give you. Here's, here's the sad part. If we don't have it, we can't give it away. 
If we don't have this, if, if, if we say, I don't believe that, you're not going to have that. And as a result, you're not going to give that. What would, what would we do today? Hold on. Here. Clink. Put a quarter in there. Hold on, man. You got a dollar. Give this joker a dollar. Let him get some biscuit gravy. Come on. Go give. Because we're looking at this thing and saying, well, that's what I have. <laughs> but what do they really need? He said, I don't, have, I don't have what you think you need, but what I have I give you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now listen to me. Now again, you got to think of who this guy was. Was, was this guy who was in, said all kind of random stuff, got himself in trouble, was all the time messing around, just having to correct him and, and kind of keep this guy straight. And then, he, he, then again, when he, Jesus got in trouble, he denied him three times, couldn't stand up. And then this guy gets so radically changed because of the Holy Spirit in his life, he stands up for the thousands. Then on top of that, he does this. He says, now I have this. And he walks out in the power of the Holy Spirit. He speaks this. And this is what happened. He took him by the right hand. He lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen? Here's the deal. Go ahead. Here's the... What, what's, what's, what are you trying to say, man? I just, I don't know. I hear this real quick. Just in, I mean, just a bottom line thing of this, what I'm talking about in the Holy Spirit. This is what God gave me. It was just, just a little sentence. He, and I, I, I believe that we should be operating more in the power of the Holy Spirit outside these doors and inside these doors. See, that goes against a lot of us, that we're, if we were brought up in a spirit-filled type church and in a Pentecostal movement or whatever, there wasn't a whole lot of, of power outside the church. There wasn't a whole lot of things happening outside the church. Then we would get together in the church, and we'd just do our thing, and we'd just celebrate. But that's not what God's talking about. Amen. Now, what did they do? He got them healed, picked him up, and then he went with him into the church. See, how, how have we changed that today? If I can get him in the church, pastor going to lay hands on him. He's going to preach the word to him. He's going to come up there and he's going to preach when the message is on hell, then they're going to get saved. It's backwards. They did the work of the ministry because they were equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit in the streets. Getting them saved, getting their life changed, hearts turned towards God, and operating the power of the Holy Spirit, laying hands on them, getting them up. And then as a result, they get up and walk into the church. Right. Here's the thing, man. I believe that. Now, again, so y'all, you know, this joker was leaping, jumping, dancing. I don't believe it stopped when he got in the door. That's right. See, some of y'all wonder why I jump around. Because I was lame from my mother's womb. I was lame from my mother's womb. I was, I was dead in my sins. I was dead in my trespass. Man, there was no hope for me. All I could do was lay out beside a gate every day and just beg for something and look for the wrong thing. But one day God radically changed my life. And as a result, I'm telling you, once you get changed by him... Once you get changed, man, some of you wonder why you're not changed and why you ain't doing some of the things yet or whatever. Man, just say, God, here I am. Do your thing in me. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Do this. And he said this, that the Holy Spirit is given to us for this power, this boldness. And this is what's, this is what's difficult. We see those who are lame beside the gate with the wrong thing a lot of times being there bold and standing out, speaking out, saying stuff, and being louder than the ones who have the true answer. We, these, 
so many times they out there and they're yelling, they're screaming, they're getting our kids and they're seeing what's happening. They're going after them. They're doing their stuff. The media every day is seeing how loud they can be to get your kids in a certain direction. They're being as loud as they can be every day to see what direction they can take us adults in. You can't turn on any channel without junk on it. You can't, you can't go through the dial with all, all this mess because they're proclaiming loudly something that we don't need in the church. We have this answer. We have this gift. It's at our disposal. And he said this. He says that when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Holy Spirit comes in our life. We're supposed to be messing up Malden, Simpsonville, Greenville, Fountain Inn, Travis Rest, Taylors. We're supposed to be messing it up. We're supposed to be operating, flowing in this thing, going this direction. And, and, and I get it. I mean, I'm just, I was born and raised in this stuff. And so, man, sometimes I get frustrated. Because I don't understand sometimes why we're not. Because here's the deal. We think it's for just for us to get together. And on Sunday... the devil could care less how good our church services are. And I love them. I mean, I tell you, man, I just get, I just, man, I jump in there, man, have, just have a good time with Jesus. The devil don't care. He don't care how good we sing. He don't care how good the word is. And, and, and he, he don't care this. He don't care if you even get a little happy. As long as when you walk out those doors, you don't do anything with it. He's good with that. He's okay with that. He's okay with us getting together, having a good time, celebrating. Woo, go ahead, have fun, a good church service. He's okay with that. But you let these guys get fired up about the Holy Spirit and go out there and start getting lame people off the streets. And so for, so, so for us, a lot of times, this is what we do. We're fearful and when you understand the spirit of God, you know what he's given you. Not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, sound mind. You don't have to understand this is why it's such a big deal. We don't do anything. We sit back and we, and we go into a situation and we walk into the Walmart. And we run into somebody who we haven't seen years and they start telling them their, their story. And they start telling us what they've been going through. And they start telling us how bad it's been or whatever it's been. And this is what we, this is what we do. Well, um... Uh, I'm going to pray for you. And then we get a little bit bolder, and we're going to do these and hope you'll pick some up today. We even give them an invite card to church. So we've really come a long ways, amen? We're operating the power of the Holy Spirit. See how bold I was? Gave him my card, man. Gave him one, dude. He wouldn't believe it, man. I gave, I gave two of them out. Went to the restaurant, had lunch, gave one to the waitress. Good, man. It's awesome. <laughs> you rock. What if what she needed right then wasn't an invite card? What if she needed to invite Jesus into her heart and life right then? What if, what if at Walmart she ran into that person who was going through that situation, something was going on? What if, what if what they needed right then was not for you to tell them, hey, I'm going to pray for you? What if it was this? What, hold on a minute. We need to pray about this. Can we pray? I, I'm believing that some of the greatest moves of God are going to happen at the Walmart, uh, Simpsonville Walmart and the Berea Walmart and, and, and the Walmart. That's where I'm believing some of the greatest moves of God are going to happen. And then as, what we're going to do is this. After they get up and start leaping, their life changes, then we bring them into church. Because here's what the Spirit of God does for us. It equips us for the work of the ministry. We, we, we do what he said to do. Now, again, I, there's a lot of stuff. Man, man, there's so many reasons why we need this, why we need him it's really operating in our life. And again, it's not just so for us just to get together and just celebrate. That's what happened in the church of Corinth. Right. Hear this, and man, 
in First Corinthians, you know, Paul's addressing a lot of the issues that this church was dealing with. And, and again, this is the churches that he established. He set up on his second missionary journey. He comes through town, plants this church, preaches what's supposed to be happening, what they're supposed to be doing, and then he leaves and goes on to the next town, goes to Ephesus and, and goes down the road, and then he starts hearing about what's going on. What? Are you serious? They're doing that? That's not why, that's not why he sent the Holy Spirit. You mean they're just hanging out and having competitions to see who can talk in tongues the most? Now, that's, that's a, those are gifts that should be operating. I'm, I've, I've decided I'm going to probably sometime real soon do a series in, about how the Holy Spirit's going to work in, in a public worship setting because it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It needs to be operating in the church when it's real. But he said, wait a minute. That's not what I... No, hold on. I... That's not what I told him. The Holy Spirit that I received, man, it made me bold. Sometimes we get together and we just tell each other and, and, and encourage one another, this and that, and that's good, and we should. But, man, there's a world out there that needs Jesus. We have the answer. He's given it to us. And as, we, and as we do learn to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, as we do this, I, I believe that one of the greatest reasons that the Holy Spirit has given to us, and, and as we go on and, and really truly look at even the baptism of the Holy Spirit with, with tongues, all in the Bible, I believe he gave us this so that we can have a private prayer language with him, operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, begin to grow in him, begin to get so fired up and, and just crazy in love with him, operating in a level that we can never operate on our own strength. Right. Now, and, and, this is, and I want you to understand where I'm at as a pastor. This is what, I, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm faced with. We're living in a world right now where the churches of America, for the most part, are totally avoiding the Holy Spirit. Totally avoiding. They're totally avoiding the gift and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and this is what we're seeing. This is what's tough. As a pastor, I sit out, and you look at some of those things. Those are some of the fastest-growing churches in America. And now... now you got to know my heart. But the Bible talks about this. I understand that at 12 years of age, what baptized me and changed my life, I needed. And what was, we would see as a church, if we would see truly the importance of this gift, we wouldn't shy away from it. And here's what I'm faced with. I understand this. I understand when I make some of the, the statements on Facebook and Twitter and say some of the things about the Holy Spirit, what that's going to do to some of those out there who are following I understand that. And this is what we're seeing. So many of those churches, they're trying to see just how much they can truly look like the world. Now, you've got to hear my heart on this. I, I don't want us, it's not a matter of looking like the world or looking like the church of old. It's looking like Jesus. That's it. It's not if we sing this, this secular song or this modern song. We have the right light show and the right smoke. And man, people like that performance, and so they're going to come by the foul. What does Jesus look like? What's he look like? Man, I've seen God do some incredible things in my life in church services. But my goal was not to get him to look like he looked like 30 years ago. 20 years ago, 10 years ago. It's not even look like what it looked like last week. Last week was awesome. God, what do you want to look like today? I want it to look like you. I want you to stand with me, please. Oh, man. I want you to do this. I want you just to bow your heads for a moment. Just, if you would, just... Close your eyes. And um, Smith Wigglesworth, one, one last quote. On, he said this, it is impossible to overestimate the importance of the being filled with the Spirit. 
impossible. I mean, I, he, what he's saying is I can't just say enough about how big a deal this is. You need this. Some of you are in this place. Some of you here, and you're at school, and, and some of the things that are getting tossed your way, you're doing it. Some of you at the workplace, they make an invitation, and you're going with them. Some of you making the invitation yourself. It's tough, but it's true. And here's the fact. You don't have to be that way, man. You can, you can operate in, in, in the power that God's provided for you. How many times have you been in that Walmart or you've been in that place and you've been sitting beside someone at the workplace and they start telling your story and you're like, man, I wish I could do something about it. Man, I just really wish I could do something about it. I'm going to say this and I'm going to be bold when I say it. You can you can. I want to read this last few verses. And just, just for a moment, just you can just bow your heads and you ain't got to get it on the screen, guys. Just, just listen for a second. With just the best way that you can. I, I want you just to hear. Try to remove everything else out of your mind and just hear this for today. How do we receive the Holy Spirit? According to Scripture, we ask. In Luke 11, verses, 9, verses uh, 10 through 13, I want you to look at this. He says, for everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Now, tell me like, man, what's that mean? Listen. Some of you, the world, other church, whatever it is, didn't even mean to do this, maybe, or maybe they did. They wanted to tell you the Holy Spirit's not something that you need because if you ask for that, if you get that, these crazy stuff will happen. Listen to what, you, just listen to what he's saying here. He said, if you come and you ask for the Holy Spirit, that's what you're going to get. He said, if you're asking for bread, why would I give you a stone? That ain't what you asked for. That's not what, that's not what you, remember, it's what we need. He gives us what we need. And then in verse 13, and, and this is such a cool, cool way we can look at this today. He says, if you then, being evil, again, in our flesh, all we can do in our own strength, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? That's awesome. As a father, man, I want to give good things to my kids, and I want to take care of them. But he said, man, in the Scripture, that you ain't got a clue. You don't even realize that. The Heavenly Father gives good gifts to his kids today. And so as you, just as your heads are bowed, eyes are closed, man, the Holy Spirit is a gift for us that he wants to give to all believers he wants to be operating in our life. Listen, from a young age or older age, there's never a time when we don't need that GPS in us, encouraging us, challenging us, telling us, helping us stay on course where we need to go. We need that in our life. It's a free gift for us. But first of all, this is what he did. He wants you, if you're in this place today and you don't know him as Savior and Lord, that's the first gift he wants to give you. That's what he wants to do first. He wants to come into your life through the Spirit. He wants to radically change you. He, he, he wants to be the Lord of your life, and he wants to have a relationship with you. And if you're here today and you're in this room and you don't have this relationship with Jesus that I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about taking a second step of faith and receiving the Holy Spirit through baptism. I'm not even talking about that. But the first thing is you don't have him. You don't have this personal relationship and this, this walk with Christ. If today... If today you were, you were placed before him, you were placed before God, and there is a heaven and there is a hell. It's just, it's just it is. And you, and you would say, man, I don't know if I go to heaven, man, that can change for you today because of God's grace and love for you, because of what Jesus did on the cross. It was the reason he came into town on that donkey. It's the reason he came to that place just to give his life for you. And if you're here and you don't know him in that way and you don't have a personal relationship with God, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If that's you, just, just, just pray like this. Just 
Just say, Father God, I come to you right now. I realize today that I don't have this relationship. But I do believe that you died for me, Jesus. I do believe that. I believe you died for me, Jesus. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe you're alive today. And I want to confess you as Lord of my life today. And ask you to come in and radically change my life. Be my Savior. Be my God today. Oh, man. That's so cool. If you prayed that and you, you accepted him, this is what's going on in heaven right now. The Bible says, man, there's angels going nuts. There's there is some celebrating going on up in heaven right now if you've made that decision. Just as heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask this today. If you, if, you, if you said that and you, you prayed that prayer today, you accepted Jesus, can you just raise your hand up as high as you can get it up real quick? I want to see if that's you. Just hold it up for a minute. Praise God. Who else? Praise God. Can we give God a praise offering? Come on, who else? Raise it up. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, so cool. So cool. Ah, that is awesome. That is so cool. I want to encourage you to do this. I want you to take the next step. I want you, I want you to be baptized in water. We're going to be doing that in our church here in a couple of weeks. We have a sign-up sheet in our, in our, out there in the hospitality room. Swing by there. Put your name on there. We want to encourage you. We want to help you become you know, the father that God has just truly called you to be, help you to grow in him and disciple you in that way. But today, if you're here and you've accepted him as your Savior and as your Lord and you know that, but today, man, you, honestly, you said, man, I wish I could operate some of that power and I wish I could do some of these things that God's called me to do. Listen to me, you need this. 12 years of age, I needed that. I fully believe it wasn't because I was a good boy. He's a good boy. But God kept me from some of those things. I believe, I, I believe the anointing of God rested upon my life at 12 because I said, Holy Spirit, baptize me, change my life. And I asked, and that's what he gave me. And if you're here today, man, this is what we want to do. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've never received this gift, you've never walked in this power that we're talking about, man, it may just be something just kind of, man, man, just something I'm going to have to think about or whatever it is. I don't know, that's, that's, you've got to make those calls and those decisions. But this is what I want to do. I want to open up our altars for a moment. And I want to open up for two reasons. First of all, if you have a need, you need prayer. Listen, this is what, again, a lot of times we don't have because we don't ask. We don't believe it, it can happen, so we don't ask for it to happen. I don't care what it is. I want to pray with you. I've got people in this church that want to pray with you. If you have a need, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, whatever it is, we just want to pray with you. We want to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, believe with you. We believe God's going to do something radical in your life. And so if you need that, you need something, I want you to step out. But also, if this is what I want you to do. If you, if you want to be baptized in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit today, I want you to come with them. And I just want to take a moment just as a church. It'll only be as long as God wants it to be. I know we're going to hunt Easter eggs in a little while. <laughs> but I want what God wants right now. It's more important than anything else you can do right now. It's more important than any meal you could go eat. And Pastor Steve has been speaking, speaking on the bread of life. What you're getting ready to eat of, what you're getting ready to partake of, man, is more important than anything else. But if you need prayer, you just say, man, I just, I'm going through something, or I know someone, and it is, do this, man. If you've got somebody that's doing through a situation, you need to be the first one to come down here so we can pray with you, receive this gift, walk out in the power of God, and do what he's called you to do. So can it, it just says we just take a moment. Let's open up the altars, and I want some of our leaders to step out and come. And I want us, as a church, we just want to pray with you. If you have a special need, or if you today say, man, I, I want to learn more about this baptism and this gift called the Holy Spirit. Just take a moment. Just step out. And come and just stand if you will. Amen. Praise God.